what if this partner becomes borderline and very like if you want to take space he sees it as you wanting to leave and start becoming he's abusive already and start threatening you oh, i'm gonna slash your tire or oh, i'm gonna burn your clothes what do you do at that point then? You run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, love is not possession. That's we we have to cancel all that. Welcome, welcome, welcome to True Stories with Mo. It's your girl, Mo. How you guys doing? I have my two friends here, Adele and Ruby, my girls. How you guys doing? Doing well. Thank you for asking. (laughs) I'm doing good. Thank you for asking and thanks for having us. Uh, Today, we will be talking about self-care and mental health before a relationship um one thing somebody pointed out is that self-care is important not just before but during after all the time pretty much so Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. even though the topic is self-care before a relationship let's remember it's important all around but yes so what made me come up with this topic is i feel as though um a lot of people don't look at themselves um before they enter a relationship and that's why so many people freely spread their toxicness or toxic energy and feel as Mm -hmm. though um they are perfect throughout this relationship and the other person is always the problem so i always wondered how does somebody really pay attention to this thing like how do you pay attention to your mental health how do you pay attention to your self-care you know do you pay attention to your past trauma stuff like that as well so first of all before we go deeper into the topic i want to ask you guys what is self-care to you guys so adele you can go first okay well self-care to me is just being at peace with myself not forcing anything um allowing myself to sleep not thinking not worrying walking by faith and making sure that my body is functioning as it should Mm. so Mm. it's just a wholeness everything has to be in sync my brain my mind my body my soul Mm. so that's not self-care for me right that's deep my brain my mind my body my soul Mm. everything right (laughs) And that's okay. what I get from the gym. Mm, see, 
See, that's how the gym gets addictive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love what Adele just said, because I think that in this day and age, we've all gotten so accustomed to self-care, literally just meaning physical things. Um, most people hear self-care and they just hear like, you know, getting a massage, getting a facial nap type of stuff. And while all of those like play a huge role in, especially when you look at the definition that um, Adele gave, like all of that play a huge role. But I especially, um, what she said resonated with me so much when it comes to like making sure your mind, your body and soul are all in sync, right? Mm -hmm. So um, when you look at, how sometimes like something emotional can make you physically sick and vice versa. So in that case, wait, I'm sorry, saying, something emotional, what? Something emotional can make you physically sick. Oh yes. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. also vice versa. So when you think about it, the moment those things are not in sync, you're not taking care of yourself and right. self care literally is taking care of you. So while some of those physical things may play a role in, in the, the act of taking care of yourself, we cannot forget our souls. We can't forget our mental health. We can't forget our body. We can't forget our minds. And we most definitely can't forget about our emotions. We need to take care of all of that. And for me, just like Adele said, all of that like encompasses the, the term self-care. Right. Yes. The right. emotion. Thanks, Ruby, for touching on the emotional state. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially that emotional state, actually, because I feel like that's a huge one for everyone. Mm-hmm. When you are emo- in an, a certain emotional state, your body does respond mm-hmm. to that. Right. Yeah. So one thing, because I remember we spoke about um, coping mechanisms in the room. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about therapy? Girl, I am a huge advocate for therapy. Yes. Um, I will tell you, I did therapy about, when was that? Like 10 years ago. That was like Mm. the first time. And I realized how important it was. And then Mm. I did it again, like five years ago. Now, unfortunately, again, we, we get conditioned to think that you only go to therapy when something is wrong. and that is so sad like you need to do that it's kind of like a a a mental upkeep yeah right like how you get your hair and nails did thank you right Right. you you go to the nail salon every six weeks to get a fill go to your therapist Mm -hmm. every month and go get a refill Mm -hmm. like you need it's a it's it's a great upkeep so i am i am all for therapy i don't care what nobody got to say about it Look, if my therapist pick up the phone and she has availability, I'm going. Yo, I want to start. I've been looking into it. I want to start therapy. I feel like it's such a great way to offload to an unbiased person. Correct. You know, like just just pour out everything without thinking, okay, what is this person going to think? Who's this person going to tell? You know, stuff like that. Just pour it all out with so much freedom and release. You know, and that's why also mm-hmm. even for people that don't even like therapy, I say journaling or mm-hmm. writing down those thoughts is another good one as well. Um, but yeah, Adele, what do you have to say? Yeah, about so what I can say is my introduction to therapy um, starting in started in university. So I was 19 years old 
and um, there was a traumatic death that happened in my family and the actual mm. dean um, for my department at the university um, reached out to me and, and she, you know, it's funny going through, there's always angels that you don't know, just Yo. this lesbian mm. woman in the department. And she mm. always had her eyes on me. And I didn't understand because the day that the death occurred the next morning, um, it was, it was first semester final exams mm-hmm. and I showed up to write my exam. Mm-mm. Wow! And it and she walks into the exam room to basically tell my professor I'm not gonna make it, and then she seen me sitting there and she came up to me like, "What are you doing? <laughs> you don't need you like... shouldn't be here." And I said, "Listen, if my brother were here, he would want me to write the exam." Oh. So she goes ahead. She can't force me to leave because exam is in session. Right. And then she goes ahead and cancels the rest of my exams. And I go to my next exam and there was a message for me to go see her. Mm. She goes, I have some, a one-on-one with her. And she goes, um, I'm going to enlist you into therapy. So the university mm. had, you know, free th- um, therapeutic sessions that mm-hmm. you can have. And I think that was the angel that embedded it because 10 years ago who who was talking about therapy for black people this is a white woman saying no there's there's something wrong and because it was like oh i need to take a semester off to heal and she was like no you're gonna continue school because the chances of you returning back to university once you leave is a 50 50 chance so while you're in school let's do therapy she is so that was the compromise yeah i start therapy everything everything is good and you know life goes on and then that was so that was for death but as i got older and got into relationships i needed therapy for Mm -hmm. for my heartbreaks Mm -hmm. so from the next time therapy was that I enrolled into therapy was in 2015, 2016. So 2015, the relationship was kind of getting rocky. And uh, so that's 2009. And now we're at 2015. So that's a major gap. Mm. Um, yeah, actually. And, yeah. And uh, the relationship was getting rocky in 2016. The relationship ended and I need, and I needed therapy. So thank God for employers that, have these type of benefits. A lot of people don't use their employer's benefits. And I, I enrolled and enlisted with the company that my employer provides to get over because that was the messiest breakup that I think has uh, strengthened me today, has allowed me um, to filter out what I don't want, has Mm -hmm. built discernment in me um, along with therapy because I, I was probably stuck in my room for a whole year in 2017. Wow. Depressed. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But the therapy helps. And then um, 2019 was just a maintenance check. So right. I don't have any issues. But now I know that, as Ruby said, I don't need to go to therapy when shit hits the fan. Yeah. Right. So the introduction there was clearly something wrong. The second time, 
shit hit the fan and I needed the, oh my God, I need a pause. But then the third time was like, you know what? I just want to declutter my mental health. I want to declutter. I want to reorganize. And you want to do that with a non-biased party, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. So that is my introduction to therapy. It's been a journey and I'm a strong advocate for it. Um, It's funny because my younger brother for his birthday this year, he actually has started therapy and um, the birthday gift he wanted was to donate to an organization that supports funding for black therapists so Mm -hmm. so that they can offer free services to black people. That's really cool. Yeah. And and I did that donation, but that, that is, yeah. um, I will never say it's not the way to go. One thing that black people, especially African people, people, they need to get rid of the idea that if you're going to a therapist, you're a mad person. <laughs> like, get rid of it. Therapy is like, so healthy. So barbaric. I don't even understand why we're still in that stage. I don't. Oh yes. Why? Why do you need a psychologist? Why do you need a psychiatrist? <laughs> yeah. You don't need anybody to help you with anything. You know, just, just grab. Pray. Just pray. the Bible and vibes. Pray. G- Jesus. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I think it's so funny. It's like you have to look at it this way. We're all like, I'm I'm a devout Christian. I go to church every weekend, all of that, right? But the Bible also says that God has placed helpers on this earth for us. Correct. So yeah. why are we not making use of the helpers that God has placed on this earth for us? Yeah. If the pastor gets sick, the pastor is going to the hospital. Why is it that when you get sick, you just believe that praying is going to solve all yes. your issues? Go well, and pray and sort it yeah. out. How dare you go to the hospital? Pray. <laughs> and the pastor, the pastor is in the fast. emergency room, please. <laughs> pray and fast. Yeah. Exactly. Pray and fast. Imagine fasting when you're so sick already. (laughs) Depleting all the energy. Oh, God forgive us. But for real though, come on. just God help us. Have faith, but then still believe that there's other things, doctors, therapists, you know, so many other things that God Mm -hmm. has put in place to help us, right? So... Um, God and God, like you said, Adele, God knows when to send those angels. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, there was a time I was going through it and I was working in a psych clinic with a, um, a psych doctor, obviously psych patients. Mm-hmm. And I saw a patient that day and she just like, was like, Oh, she's like my life pretty much. She said like, it's not like she was trying to be like, be like a psychic. It's just, mm-hmm. she was saying it like she has been through it mm-hmm. you know? and she gave all the advice and everything. And, um, like we both cried. Imagine crying with your psych patient. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. But it was such an emotional moment because even she, she was a believer and she was like, I feel like God, I don't usually come into the clinic. I do things over the phone and I feel like God made me come in just to speak to you. Mm. And after she spoke to me, she left. She didn't even like do what she came to do. Nothing. Like I was like, hmm, God definitely sent this angel because I know how to do it. 
yeah crazy god knows how to do it so that's that's a thing but um so now let's get back on track with self-care how do you know when you're ready okay because we spoke about toxic relationships yes and, um like the toll that it takes on us mentally right yeah. toxic relationships like adele said she had to go to therapy for a breakup that's it's, it's an emotional draining system when you go through something so toxic so how do you heal from that toxic relationship and how do you know when you're ready to get into another relationship um so for me unfortunately like i did the the thing that everybody does which was out of a toxic relationship into something that would keep me occupied and keep my mind occupied so that I didn't have to think about it. But um, like in the midst of that, I realized that I was literally layering toxicity on top of toxic. And it was Mm -hmm. like, okay, this is just a bit too much. So I had to take a step back and try to figure it out. And um, the one thing that helped me once again was honestly therapy. And on top of therapy, it was like praying and Getting mm-hmm. back to my core, getting back right. to the person that I knew was me. Because, like, sometimes it's hard when someone asks you that question of, like, so who are you? You kind of, like, you know, uh, struggle to, right? You stumble to find mm-hmm. things to say, right? But you know when you are off your, your, your rocker. You know when something is off with you. So mm-hmm. um, I had to kind of get back to me and what took me getting back to me was literally stripping everything away and y'all would have thought I was a mad woman because I um I think I got off social media for like a couple of months maybe like two three months I think I need to do that yes girl I got off social media for like two three months um, I started spending more time with my family. Like, not that I don't, cause like we really do spend a lot of time together as a family, but I was very intentional about it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, of course, like I said, with did therapy as well. And then I started doing things that I knew I enjoyed, mm-hmm. whether it was by myself or mm-hmm. with a friend or with my mom or with my sister, mm-hmm. I just got back to doing things that I love to do. So doing that for, I think I ended up doing that for like a year or two. And then I really started feeling like myself again. I started looking like myself again. Um, And that's when I knew, okay, now I can entertain someone else or entertain the Mm -hmm. idea of someone else. Because Mm -hmm. to me, once you lose yourself, once you, you can't get back to you, it's it's not advisable to add another person to that equation yes. at all. Because then mm-hmm. you end up trying to create a new you based on what this new person is wanting or looking for. Exactly. And then you're digging a bigger hole and placing your mm-hmm. old self into it when you actually need to allow that to blossom. Mm-hmm. You're losing yeah. yourself even more. Even more, right? So that's, that worked for me like 110%. And I am so glad I did that because it allowed me to also recenter myself and, and actually be firm 
about what it is I want and what it is that I don't want. Right. And so the right. next the next go around, I was like, nope, you starting to do something now? Like next. Yo, Thank we spoke you. about this. Look, I was like, uh-uh, nope. That was your one and only time. <laughs> Goodbye. Next. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, because when you get to that reset, you know yourself. Mm-hmm. So you know what you're going to accept and what you won't accept. So yes. that's how you know you found yourself. Because if it was the old you, the same Girl. cycle would repeat your, would repeat yes. itself. Yeah. But now that you know yourself and you've healed and you're ready to date again, oh, them red flags, they, they come at you Girl. like yeah. highlighters. We, we spoke <laughs> about this in the clubhouse room. Adele was like, it's a filtering system. Okay? It really like, becomes that. Girl, you're not colorblind anymore. You're not Stevie no. Wonder. That red is bright red. <laughs> She said you're not Stevie Wonder. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, I be sitting there like, God, what color is that? That look pink to me. That is not red. <laughs> that is not red. No, that is like of love. You'll go through so many men, but it's mm-hmm. like, it had to be done. It really yeah. does. And it is so, yeah. I don't know about y'all, but that process of like, just like weeding people out is so refreshing. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it is so I think I've been on that for how many years now? I love mm, it. I can imagine. I can I, imagine. Somebody in the room had asked though, he was like, Don't you feel like the filtering process um can also be detrimental in a way where you would um like this new person would just do something um that's like, oh, Oh, maybe they left the plate on the sink or left the plate in the sink or something or it's just something that is little to them but to you it's like oh my gosh my ex used to do that too so bye cut off he was no, like don't man. you think that no not really yeah. because no, we're looking at character flaws yes right not not, not the... yeah yeah not things that can be taught mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. yes and yeah. exactly. people... i think that's what it is yeah not people things that mistake can be taught. Some people tend to mistake the filtering process for like just this. Oh, he ain't tall enough. He five right. five. Right. I'm I ain't putting up with shit. Okay, we get that. Well, nobody is. But the filtering process is 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 meant for you to actually really take a look at the deep stuff. Yeah. Girl, so you can tolerate. tolerate. Don't do about it. How many people sorry, what did you say, Adele? No, saying, yeah, to take a look at the deep stuff and then see what you're willing to tolerate for life. Yeah. Right. Right. But how many people really look that deep? That is a thing. How many people really look that deep? Because I kept using the example of a person that has come out of a, like an abusive home. If you meet someone that came from an abusive home, it doesn't mean that they, they themselves were being directly victim. For example, if you are married to a girl, you are marrying a girl, or you are trying to talk to a girl, and her mom was bullying the dad, beating the dad. Trust me, she's going to bully you. Definitely, definitely, because that is all she saw as love. Like she knew, she like kids as kids, you know that your parents love each other, even if they don't love themselves somewhere in your heart you know they love each other and they love you so if the parents 
were fighting all the time. So her subconsciously she believes that that was that was a way of them to join love. And some girls even expect their partner to be abusive sometimes. And if the partner is not abusive, she'll be like, oh, you love me. You don't take control, you're too nice, you're too calm, you're, you're not they're letting me get away with certain things. Or when you do something wrong, like you leave the dish on the table for more than five minutes without putting it in the sink, and she just starts yelling and shouting. She loves you, but she's, that's what she saw her parents. For example, maybe their parents were abusive to each other. How many of them really look deep enough to feel like, okay, I don't have any traits from that toxic relationship to bring into my new or into a relationship that I'm in? How many people really think that deep? Like those things that you've learned, those things that you grew up in, what is healthy and what is not healthy? What do I keep? What do I unlearn? How many people really look that deep though? I don't think a lot of people do, quite honestly. Um, But a a self-conscious person that's will, what it is will be able to notice at the very first sight of something that might not be healthy right mm-hmm. and a man who is self-conscious and knows that he wants to do better than what he grew up with or better than what he's been used to is is more likely to notice these things and and want to make a change right that part wanting to make a change because you um if they don't know and you're now with this person and you point it out how long are you re- willing to wait for them to change i mean don't they say like scientifically or whatever it takes about um now somebody correct me if i'm wrong i think they said like four or six weeks for for um, yeah i heard i heard six for, weeks as well right for, for something to become a habit right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. sometimes oh, for something to become a habit it's like 21 days or something. 21 for days something, right and yeah, then for, for it to become to like a permanent personality trait or something like that mm-hmm. right okay so with that in 21 days if this person is actually again self-conscious about it and knows they want to make a change 21 days is like a very good timeline for you to want to be like, okay, let's see where this goes. Like, for example, say your your significant other does something and you're just like, look, mm-hmm. you did this, I'm mad, but let's see where this goes. Usually you're not going to up and leave in two weeks. You're not going right. to up and leave in like, you know, three weeks. It takes like about a month, a month and a half. And mm-hmm. you're like, look, you're still doing the same thing. I'm out. So 21 right. days falls between that like one month period. So... Mm-hmm. That, that should actually be like a really great timeline where, you know, things become habit if it's something that he's actually thoroughly interested in changing. He will be yeah. constantly working on it so that 21 days of it becoming a habit is more attainable. Mm-hmm. Then why do we wait so long sometimes? Girl... <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Why do we wait so long sometimes? Sometimes we be like, you know what? If I've been complaining about it, but you know, last year, you know, mm. he's kind of been better now. So <laughs> mm. I think and then that some... part is more of like 
us being in denial. And quite yeah. honestly, that goes back to not recentering yourself after a relationship or after a situation. So then you're just right. kind of like still just taking whatever. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Because if you knew what you wanted and wanted to stick by that and did love yourself more so than being dependent on someone, mm. you wouldn't accept it. Mm, exactly. exactly. Especially if it's been like a whole year. Yeah. Girl, I'm out that of two weeks. How important? So how do you, how important do you think a bank background check is? Then, like finding out about their family, like if they came from an abusive home. What kind of background like, check? Like the not like not the, the police one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure some people are down for the FBI one. Girl, sure, you don't know. You don't know. You never know if the man is on the sex offender list in the neighborhood. Look, <laughs> what's your name? What's your social? <laughs> I need you. I need your fingerprint. birth. Your mother's maiden name. Give it to me. All of it. I think the first type of background check, if you want to take someone serious, would be to have like someone within the community um, mm-hmm. to give a reference. Like, if you meet someone, did you just did they just chop you on the streets of your vacation? Like, you know what I mean? Or is it through? like a friend of a friend so you're that's where you're getting your references from yeah true. start there before you even let them in to get to the oh tell me about your family history and stuff right yeah right. i think there's levels to the reference check that's true that's, that's true because you're gonna hear from people like correct oh, yeah. the habits the patterns yes, yes. Yeah. Now, what you if the that. person is not in the same community as you, or you don't have any way of like doing a background check, like that kind of background check of like you then know? You're really just jumping in deep exactly. and figure it out. Then what? This person. <laughs> is this then when we jump to the Google search? <laughs> no, I think with those ones, you actually have to, I guess, invest more time. So yes. for mm-hmm. for the reference checks you can probably filter them through within a month. But Very true. those ones that aren't tied to anything, you're starting from A yes. to Z. It might take months to filter out the red flags or right. see how they are or get mm-hmm. get acquainted in the circles of someone that might snitch about mm-hmm. their past, you know? Right. <laughs> you meet his friends and then yeah. You meet his friends and his friend is like, oh, I remember when Rachel was here and Rachel had da 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 And you're and like, like oh, Rachel. Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody yeah. just might. Mm. That's very true. Yeah, so you're jumping in and you're figuring it out. And, and during that time with somebody that you don't have references, you definitely need to protect yourself and your feelings because yes. you still need to get to a certain point where you can actually be like, okay, I trust this person Mm -hmm. but it just takes a lot longer for you to get to that point than it would if you hear from good things from other people from other people and and ladies please during this process we ain't giving up the kuchina exactly because then you're just gonna keep hurting yourself that Mm -hmm. filtering process zip it up i don't (laughs) know what what your process is if you're gonna wait till marriage but the whole thing is when you're going through that dating process you're not gonna be sleeping with every single guy that you're talking to during that for real 
Because one, they have a horrible personality, but then good in bed. And then you think that that's love. Correct. Or you don't get to, you don't get to know the true self because they might be being performative to get into your pants. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. True. Very, very true. And I think once they're in, they're uh, gone. Yeah. That's such an important point, Adele. Um, Because a lot of times when people are supposed to be quote unquote dating, for whatever reason, we've lost the true art of dating. Like the true art of dating is like getting to really know somebody and taking the sexual aspect out of things. But these days, oh, we're dating, but they're already in bed. And it's like, no, No. Eh." the moment that happens, everything gets clouded. You, you lose that spirit of discernment. Like it's mm-hmm. gone, and now you can't like decipher if this man is telling you the truth or just spitting lines at you or what is happening. Right, right, correct. There's no discernment anymore. It's gone. None. It's yeah, gone. blinded. Do you know how many men you'll even filter out from saying, "Hey, I'm celibate. I'm waiting till girl." <laughs> that sentence, those small few words, they will be gone. Yo, boogie. But one that will then there's the guys that it's like okay, it's yeah, I'm 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 cool, like you know, no pressure, but then they're gonna still try to find ways ways to get yes. in mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. get in. Then the, the then the last batch the ones that are like, No, I really like this girl, I'm gonna try, you know whatever and then, it is, I'm here for exactly. it. Exactly. They're they're good for it, but you also have to, you know appreciate the honest ones the ones that will be like you know what that's that's not my ministry like i need to be intimate with my girlfriend blah blah and then you you thank them for their honesty and you'll be like well Mm -hmm. i guess we're not compatible that's Mm -hmm. a compatibility thing and you part your ways if if years down the line they change their mind and you all become compatible, you you didn't end on bad terms. You there was just a compatibility issue and you went your separate ways. Right. Yeah. True. That's it. That's true. Adele just gave us four different categories of men, how they would answer if you say you're celibate. So <laughs> take notes, people. <laughs> take notes. <laughs> but streets, I'll say, huh? What? The dating streets, uh, honestly, mm, yo, I've heard. <laughs> Anyways, look, I posted a meme like three days ago that said, um, "The dating pool definitely has pee in it," and I died laughing because it's <laughs> it has pee, it has poop, it has all kinds of stuff in there. That is oh, wow. sad. That is sad, though. But now back to the person's willingness to change. Um, so now we say, okay, we give the person a month let's say and now this person is looking promising like okay they've it looks like they've changed how do you know that it's genuine like how do you know it's for real what if they get comfortable again because say for example now you're like okay no i'm done with this you know this behavior and now this person's like no i've changed how do you know it's really real so they have this saying in um in ghana in tree that says um it literally translates to personalities or you know attitudes or whatever are like pregnancy you cannot hide it right regardless it's gonna come out so if that person is not genuinely trying to change at some point you will start seeing glimpses of 
them reverting back to what they do. Right. Okay. And they are mm-hmm. people that when you bring something up to them and say, Hey, I don't like this. I need you to change this. Or, you know, I think it will be better if we worked on this. You have people who will initially jump at it because they think they're doing it as a favor to you. Those people right. that yeah. do not last long. They will revert back like so quick and you will know they Mm -hmm. were not genuinely doing it because they care enough about your feelings and, and how you felt and what you said. Mm -hmm. So it's fairly, I would say easy and simple to decipher between the people who genuinely want to make changes for the sake of your relationship and the people who are just doing it just so you will shut the hell up about it for a while. Right. True. that's true that is a good point because sometimes like even if they're changing for you it should never really be so much for you it because then it's not going to last exactly so you be comfortable and stop complaining or later on in the relationship they'll start to resent you yeah 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 right that's true that the resentment will start popping up that's true. Have has any toxic um behavior ever rubbed off on you guys like in a relationship cuz we know sometimes toxic behaviors can be very contagious. Girl. Have you ever noticed have you ever noticed that oh this little thing that this person did or used to do um now you're starting to kind of do it to other people? Uh I think the toxic trait that probably rubbed off on me was the silent treatment. You be oh. you can be in the same room as the person and not say a word. Mm. And that's painful. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. So how did you like did you when did, were you aware and how did you get rid of that trait? Oh, I kicked them out. <laughs> I probably got rid of that trait. Like, get out of my space. <laughs> Simple as ABC. Kick them out. Like, no, that's yeah, nasty energy. Go. Yeah, nasty I need to, energy. I need to be free. Like, I just feel like I'm not myself if I'm I'm playing a silent treatment role. I should be able to communicate mm-hmm. yeah. how I'm yeah. feeling and not do silent treatment for you to try and read my mind by. Yeah, yeah. yo. Mm-hmm. Oh my out. gosh. We're not minding yeah. That's so funny. It's so it's so funny because you you sometimes you you try to do relationships like what you see. Oh, okay, yeah, we can live together before marriage to see you know people right. all the time, and then and then it, it it goes sour, and then you're like, yeah, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> yeah, so, that's so funny. I think never mine was um just like little things that causes trust issues so i started like having the need to constantly like be in contact with someone so mm-hmm. it was like the stay on the phone with me all day and we just both be doing our thing but we're still sitting on the phone for no damn reason mm-hmm. and i immediately was like oh hell no cuz that's not me i've never been that person call me at the end of the day call me in the morning we text throughout the day like here and there and I'm yeah and so when I started realizing like I want to be on FaceTime all day because 
now there's like these little things where I'm like, I don't know where you at or what you're doing. And mm-hmm. that's all stemming because you lie so damn much. That right. <laughs> you lie so damn much when you say you you in the bathroom taking a piss. I'm like, right. hey, well, call me. Let me see. I want to hear it. Mm-hmm. FaceTime me. <laughs> FaceTime me. Let me see you in the bathroom. Like at that point, I was like, oh, hell no. Now nah. you got to go and this whole habit got to go. Right. Because mm-hmm. as, as we live life and we go through life, even when you are with someone married in a relationship, whatever it is, you still need to have your own identity yeah and I was not trying to be in a situation where my identity was tied solely to this relationship and this person so Mm -hmm. I know that toxic trait and it had to go and I'm so thankful now because in my relationship now like I get a text in the morning saying good morning and then a text that says hey I just got to work and then we don't speak Unless like something important happened and I'm like, oh, hey, let me call you really quick because I got to ask you something. And Mm -hmm. then there's no conversation, maybe a text here and there. Did you have lunch type of stuff? And then in the evening, when we're both done with our day, he calls around 730 and we just Mm -hmm. talk and go to sleep. Right. You're at peace. Yes. Peace, man. Like, it doesn't have to be constant 24-7, you know, you both, and that's what, that also pays off because you both have your lives, things to do, things in your regular day that you need to do as well, keeping you both busy, keeping you, you know, sane with yourself as well, Mm -hmm. Um, so that's how that helps, especially... Yeah, you got to have your own identity when you're you with someone. You can't be stuck on them like that twin that just won't come off. Girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think for me, my toxic trait was um, immediately there's a, disagree- a disagreement, immediately becoming defensive. Like, mm. because like... Um, previously, when I had a conversation with my toxic partner... I don't know if I want to say toxic partner, but anyways, previously, <laughs> in previous relationships, in previous relationships, I would have to like repeat myself over and over, eventually get annoyed. And then like it took time for me to get to the a really, really upset um stage. Mm-hmm. But then that that time that it took started getting shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. So then I would get more upset faster. You know right. what I mean? Because I'm already annoyed from previous ones. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now it's like piled, piled up anger. So then anything now is like, boom, I'm pissed. And then I started to realize like, okay, this is not healthy. I'm changing. I usually have a whole lot more patience, you know? And I usually am a great listener. I want to hear what you have to say so that I would know what to change. But all of that patience out of the window because I'm fed up, you oh, know? Yeah. So that is something that I realized, like, okay, I need to go. work on that. <laughs> yeah, that has to go. Because especially, like, if, like, I wouldn't want a case where um, any conversation or any disagreement, I'm, like, on 100 already, like, boom. Um, You want to fight? <laughs> like, <laughs> you better stop. <laughs> you want to fight so yeah you gotta be careful with that that's one thing though that because i don't even like being upset y'all i hate 
being upset it's mentally draining like it's actually mentally draining yeah being upset being annoyed being angry i hate it so much that um that's why my threshold for like a a, like a relationship that doesn't have so much joy is so low for me like Mm -hmm. i can't i can't deal i don't like the drama i don't like all of that so for me please get rid of the arguing get rid of all of that it's gonna happen once in a while but it doesn't need to be so toxic and it doesn't have to happen all the time you know well that is a big red flag like the beginning stages like it should be a honeymoon phase yeah if you're already starting with fights from what month one then no it's not for you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and see people people don't get um I, I feel like these days we're mixing up a fight and a simple disagreement. Ex- Yo, guys, I'm sorry. I'm about to expose Ruby. <laughs> Ruby and her man had the most productive argument I've ever heard in my life. Like, <laughs> yo, yo, I was on the phone. Oh, my God. I was on the phone with Ruby. I was, I don't know if I was FaceTiming you on your computer, I think. Yeah, so man- I was talking to you before and then he called. So I had to pick up on, my, on my iPad. <laughs> yo, guys, like, and Ruby's like, no, but da, 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 da. And he's just like, okay, listen. Yo, I was like... Who is this man? Because he had so much patience. I was oh, like, wait, man. this is like the most healthiest argument I've ever seen in my life. Like, <laughs> Girl. I, it wasn't even an argument. It was like a discussion. But he just, he just he's like, he just knows his woman. He's like, this girl is about to go off. But whatever. I'm going to keep it 100 and keep it cool. He was cool the whole time. Uh, guys, if you know Ruby... Ruby's like that short little firecracker. Like she's a- <laughs> small <laughs> but mighty. You know, small but mighty. And he was just there, like, okay, babe, but listen, like this and this. Yo, I was like, hmm, okay. Well. And you know, the discussion was actually something that I feel like causes a lot of huge blowouts among people. We were talking about yes. the vaccines. Yeah, vaccinations. And we have yeah. complete opposite. Not I wouldn't say complete opposite. He does this thing where he likes to play the devil's advocate sometimes. Mm. So even he if he does right, even if he does agree with you, he wants to challenge your thinking. He wants you to right. dig deeper, right? So I think I had texted him and randomly said, Hey, like, you know, um, when are you getting vaccinated or something like that? And then he calls and just starts like listing off everything that's wrong with uh, Pfizer and the big pharma. And, but anyways, he, he it's just, he does this thing where he knows how to push my buttons, but at the same time, like we end up having productive discussion. Mm-hmm. That was apparent. Girl, was like, like, whoa. And, Honestly, it did not take a long time for us to to get to that stage because my previous relationship right before what I have now, it was beyond toxic. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying like toxic. I mean, screaming at the at the top of your lungs, toxic. Right. Ex-girlfriends calling me kind of toxic. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I can't. That's too ghetto. Too much. <laughs> too ghetto. So in my filtering process and in centering myself, I decided I don't want to be with someone that 
once we get into an argument or disagreement, it goes from yelling and screaming and then all of a sudden we're calling each other names and I can't do that. I do not want that. So once I figured out I didn't want that and him and I, I think our very first argument, I had started yelling and this man literally just stood there and looked at me. And in the middle of me yelling, I realized I look crazy as fuck because he was just Mm -hmm. looking at me like, why are you screaming? Because Mm -hmm. I was so used to that. I automatically reverted to, I'm going to start screaming before you start screaming. Right. See? Yeah. So then I was like, oh, shoot. You don't like this whole screaming back and forth type stuff. And he was like, no, if you want to talk, we can talk, but we're not yelling at you. And I was like, damn, my bad. That's a that's a man. Yes, that's a whole man. I was like, oh my bad. Okay, well, uh, let me try and get my words together and I'll come back and talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and that's like, geez. It just and it helps you, even though that is a toxic trait that came from your relationship. He you were willing to change it in the moment, even. And he saw your willingness to change. Because I'm sure if you kept on doing that, he would not. He Girl, would he would have been like, okay, enough. Stop it. You know, <laughs> like, I'm done. Like, yeah. Um, but you you, you were willing to change that thing. And it's something that you had learned. So it could easily be unlearned. Unlearned, yeah. And, and that's the thing, though. People people sometimes just need to figure out they're not perfect. I, I personally feel nobody on this planet is perfect. At all. And some people really do feel like they're the perfect boyfriend or the perfect girlfriend, but there's many things that maybe people just aren't telling you because of the fact that you're not willing to receive Mm -hmm. since you feel so perfect, you know? So when are you going to look in the mirror and say like, okay, what is my issue? What do I really need to change? Because even some people may ask you, what is it you think I need to change? And once you tell them, they're like, no, nope. Right. I don't think that I need to do that. And it's like, so then why, what was the point of inquiring about things that you need to change if you were not ready to receive what needed to be said? Mm-hmm. Like ask a few people, maybe if you need to hear from multiple, but most of the time, like I've heard, nope, I don't, I don't think that I need to change that. That is something that is perfect. And that's what people love. Okay. Well, you know, personally me, I don't. So goodbye Yeah. and see you later. But then you end up looking like the bad person. And I, and I think that is one thing about the filtering process too. Um, like you guys said earlier, before you even started recording, sometimes you got to just take looking like the bad person and let it be to protect yeah. yourself. And protect your mental mm-hmm. health because some you're not gonna please everyone. And I think during that filtering process, you gotta be the most selfish. Yeah, that you should absolutely be. selfish. Mm-hmm. So I have a question. So now, let's say we've gone through this filtering process where we're successfully engaged in a relationship. How do we then maintain self care while we're in the relationship um, without? your partner uh, steering you in the wrong direction or steering you off that path? Do you do it with them or do you continue doing it separately? And so I was actually loving what I said, loving, I was watching love and hip hop. And um, this lady, she had gone to see her therapist because she said, 
one thing is that she's all about self-care and she's about self-care with black women as well mm-hmm. and she feels like she has lost herself in the relationship because she feels like she's really proving herself to her man she does everything you know and she doesn't take care of herself and one thing that i think everybody needs to remember is that in at the end of the day there's three entities right mm-hmm. there's you there's your partner and then there's you and your partner together so you definitely need to focus on you and focus on you and your partner those are two separate things right Mm. i really feel that focusing on yourself priority number one does help you when it comes to you and your partner together yes because at the end of the day when certain things are okay with you it'll help with being okay with you and your partner so definitely still do things that you found or you were doing as self-love before you were in that relationship from therapy for yourself and then therapy for you and your partner as well and they say don't use the same therapist most of the time Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah yeah but they say don't use the same therapist if you have a therapist for you use a different therapist for you and your partner right mm-hmm. and then also like other things that you do like if you want to go on a date with yourself if you want to go out to eat if you want to watch a movie by yourself do all of that you can also do that with your partner as well if you want to have there's times that you want to pray and worship by yourself and that's like spiritual healing for you do that but you can also do that with your partner but you just have to like we said like ruby trying to be all up in her man's business before even when he's in the bathroom you have to have those moments where you do that stuff by yourself but then also remember you and your partner so Mm -hmm. it's just remembering to separate like still have yourself your love for yourself and still have your love for your partner and somebody had said this in the clubhouse room as well when you love yourself and you treat yourself and you have that confidence in yourself your partner will love you the same way you love yourself and they'll see that they will see it right they'll see all of that and be like okay i can't play with her because you know yeah she's 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 a confident well-rounded woman yeah he will know like okay this is a gem i gotta take care of her i gotta treat her the way she treats herself and in turn with you treating yourself and loving yourself you will love that partner as well with all of you as well right and a healthy amount of love and if things don't work out though that love is gone that love for yourself you wouldn't have invested so much of your self care and mental health mm-hmm. into this person that you would have lost yourself yeah you, know, you would still have that love for yourself you'd still have that okay this is me still this is who i am and that's why most of the time when people don't take care of themselves in relationships and the relationship um, or, or they're dependent on their partner and the relationship goes wrong they are they end up broken mm-hmm. yeah. because they they don't they didn't know who they were before they don't know who they were in the relationship they were also just dependent on this person so that's that's definitely an important point separate knowing that there's three parts there's you there's your partner and then there's you and your partner together so definitely working on you and working on you and your partner is something that you need to just be aware of it's self-awareness at the end of the day if you see changes in yourself work on it i like i don't that. know if i've said it any better yeah i like that like to touch on the whole like um i think you had mentioned like you know the things that you do by yourself 
that is mm-hmm. so important and i i can personally like testify to that i i have this thing where either every tuesdays or wednesdays depending on how my schedule looks i'll mm-hmm. go out and eat by myself mm-hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> so send I, pictures. I send pictures i love pho i love pho. Pho. yes i was about to say it my man does not at all so there's never a chance for me to be like, hey, for dinner tonight, you want to go get some pho? Because he's not going to eat it. He don't like it. So mm-hmm. I think those days as my mind days and I go, mm-hmm. I get like I get dressed and I go, I sit down. They ask me table for two. I'm like, nope, just one, just me. <laughs> and so <sometimes laughs> I get crazy looks and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I go sit by myself and I do that. Like I love flowers. I used to, um, every time I'll go to the grocery store, like depending on what I see, like I'll pick up some flowers for myself. I'll bring it home, put it in the vase. And mm. like my man. Right. That, that sounds ha- good, doesn't it? Girl, mm. I'd be happy. But now he, mm-hmm. like it's not because I he he's someone who does those things anyways. But because I do it so often for myself, he tries to like beat me to it. Right. Mm. right right see so, like, you treat yourself like that and he sees it right. so he treats he's you like better. well if she's treating herself like that how much more you know the man that right. she's with like i'm gonna try and beat her to it so there are times where like i'll randomly get flowers delivered and i'm like i was just gonna get myself some tomorrow he was like i figured i kind of I have mm-hmm. my spidey senses. I'm like, okay, whatever. But, <laughs> you know, he's when a man sees you treat yourself with so much love, like like Mo mm-hmm. said, in turn, it makes him more aware of right. you know, the kind of woman he's with. And he's going to give you the love you give yourself and more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So, mm-hmm. like... Self-care across board, whether it be spiritual, like Mo mentioned, like, you know, worship. Like, it's gotten to a point where there's certain Ghanaian worship songs that this man sings and he's not Ghanaian. <laughs> I laugh every time he does it. <laughs> I just look at him and laugh. I'm like, huh, something's rubbing off and it's a good thing. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I have my own personal worship time you want to be in that space, then you have to participate in that with me. Right. I have my own this time. Like, you know, I want to watch this. If you don't want to watch it, that's fine. I think sometimes when we get into relationships, um, we want to merge so much that we want to blur all kinds of lines. But you are still an individual. Not every line should be blurred. Right, right. You don't have to be be into everything I'm into. Just as long as you treat me right, I treat you right. We can both enjoy each other Mm -hmm. and each other's different interests. That's why you should try to avoid a man that got the same career as you. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that. that. Come home talking about the same thing. No. Final question, because we've already been at it for an hour. So final question, coping mechanisms. So coping mechanisms before getting into, or before getting over a relationship and getting ready for the next one. This was something we talked about in the room. So I just want to use it to round up, like, what are things that we would suggest to people to get over their relationship and build that self-confidence and that love 
um, what are things that you would suggest? Definitely self-reflection. Um, mm. cause most of the time, uh, you know, they say there's three sides to every story. There's his, there's yeah. hers, and the truth, right? Yeah, most yeah. of the time, after a breakup, this person is telling the story, that person is telling that story. That mm-hmm. is the perfect moment for you to do a self-reflection. Like, own up to the things yes. that you did that was wrong in that relationship. And after right. you own, after you um, recognize them and own up to them, then you take the steps to change those things you notice that, okay, that was not helpful in this relationship. So getting ready for whatever's in front of me, these are things that I need to fix first. I think if we're Mm -hmm. all honest with ourselves in that way, there will be so much less bullshitting when it comes to dating. Right, yeah. Because it seems like everyone is like trying to play the, you know, I didn't do nothing and my ex did this and my ex did that. And we mm-hmm, get to take mm-hmm. time to reflect before we, yep. we you know, up and move to the next thing. And right. well, once you do that, not only is that going to help you, even if you did get closure, but I know in most cases we don't get closures for our relationships. Mm-hmm. When you self-reflect, it helps you put a big bow on that relationship. Like, okay, I know what went wrong. I know what I've yeah. done different. I know what I shouldn't have done. I know what I did do that was perfect and that was right. But you know what? All the same, it worked out to be this way. So it is what it is. Okay, I've self-reflected. I figured out what I need to do. Don't be too worried about what the other person is doing or what they need to do or what they didn't Mm -hmm. do. Because at that point, Mm -hmm. it's over and done with. So once you figure you out, it creates for a much more pleasant experience when you meet someone new. That's true. That's mm. true. Definitely helps when you meet someone new. Yeah. <laughs> what else do you guys think? Um, that self, but that self awareness, looking at yourself in the mirror, is a big yeah. one. It really is a big one because we don't always like to accept that. Okay you may have had some part to play. Yeah. Correct. Nobody likes to do that. Because it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's so hard. It's actually hard. When you think about it, you're like, okay, even though my part may be minute, I still don't want to be wrong. Exactly. (laughs) What you mean I did that? No, I didn't. What you mean it's my fault? What you saying? (laughs) Like, no. Mm -mm. Well, well, yeah, as I mentioned in the clubhouse room, like I used a gym. It was it was um, new territory for me. Like I wasn't working out in the past. I ate away my sorrows mm-hmm. and I, I, that I feeling. Yeah. And I tried something new and I was like, let me let me go to the gym. And and that feeling was refreshing. It was. Yes. From from your inside out because in the end it was like you were killing two birds with one stone because now you're physically fit you're feeling Mm -hmm. good looking good Mm -hmm. to attract somebody new amen but also Mm -hmm. shedding away the toxicity like it it almost the gym to me almost felt like i was physically Fighting off the demons, I was physically yes. shedding off, dropping the them off at the gym. Yes, and it works mm-hmm. until now. It's become a lifestyle. 
That's I cannot go a day like if it's not part of my plan. I probably right now, now that I'm like quote unquote working away, working from home in Ontario, that's the longest I've been out of the gym. Mm, yeah, I see your posts all the time, and I yeah. remember like I'm like this girl's in the gym. Moya, what are you doing with your life? Like, <laughs> For me, I cannot work out after work. I'm a morning person. So yeah. let me get it out yeah. of the way and check it off my to-do list. So I will be at the gym 5 a.m. to 6. I'm that girl. Yeah. Before yeah. work. The morning. Get it out of the way. Too. But I need to yeah. like, make sure my mornings are... Because sometimes I don't want to go. I'm like, ugh, do I need to? And then I... So when I'm dropping off Nathan, then I'm like, okay, I put on my gym clothes and everything. And while I'm on the road, then I go. If I come back home, I'm not going You're anywhere. not going. Exactly. Mm-mm. Exactly. And then the, the discipline that I like behind that too is that it forces you to get eight hours of sleep because you're going to go to bed early. Yep. So yeah, you, you get tired. So true. It's a domino effect. Yeah. yeah you're going to... Like if I'm working out at 5 a.m., depending on the body part... I'm in bed by eight. I'm in yeah. bed by nine. I wake up to a whole bunch of Instagram DMs and memes and WhatsApp <laughs> messages, but I have slept. Yeah. I enjoyed your sleep. You know, that's one aspect of uh, self-care that we don't talk about enough is sleep. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Turn that phone off and sleep for eight yeah. hours. Like... There was times where I would nap. I still call it a nap. I don't care what anybody says. I would nap mm-hmm. for like six hours. And my mom will have like my neighbors banging on my door and everything. I'm like, I'm sleep, lady. Like, it, and sleep is the perfect way to just is reset so your amazing. mind. Like you wake up refreshed. Imagine like when you're sad and you're like in bed and you're crying and you kind of like cry yourself to sleep and you actually end up sleeping for a very long time. You wake yeah. up immediately when wake you wake up, up you kind of forget eyes. what you were even crying about. Yeah. Sleep is a big one. That's um, the top mm-hmm. number one mm-hmm. for, for self-care. Sleep. Mm-hmm. um also um so ruby mentioned self-awareness um adele mentioned the gym we spoke about sleep another one is also um i think i mentioned this earlier journaling yeah. uh, journaling is a great way to offload your mind as well we mentioned therapy you know and um also i wanted to touch on um the food part a lot of people do um resort to eating because eating does give you great feel a great feeling right mm. at the end of the day and some you know africans they say oh the bigger you are the better your life like you're living good life mm. that's that's not healthy. Yeah, yeah that's not always true the, like there was a period of time that i gained a, a bunch of weight from eating um during depression and people are like oh my gosh you're enjoying life i'm like little do you know i'm depressed <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> like and you're like okay like no the fact that i'm gaining weight is not because i'm happy and i'm living life like living my best life is because i'm looking for that happy feeling in food yeah and and depression is actually the topic next week so i don't want to get too into it but um it's one thing that a lot of people need to think about as well like Mm -hmm. don't as much as you give you that yeah that euphoric feeling 
the gym does the same thing yeah yes the gym does it so try to go to the gym instead (laughs) of resorting to food because that's one thing i had to learn over time like i was eating and loving it and ordering different foods and every day look at you Pasta was my best friend. One, delete, skip the dishes. I ain't got skip the dishes on my phone. Delete, skip the dishes. Delete, DoorDash. Delete, Uber Eats. Like, yo. So definitely, the gym work. Do and home. I noticed that home workouts are hard for me, and they were hard for me in the beginning because. I would say, okay, I got a video to do and I would work out and it's so easy, but it's so easy to also lay in your bed mm-hmm. and, you know, do something else. Or even of when the video is playing, you just lay on the, on the floor. And right. and get back yeah. up. Yes. <laughs> so if you're trying to get the habit, I would definitely suggest going into the gym first. Because yeah. once you're in, you know, you're working out by force. Yeah. Honestly. What are you going to do? Stand there and stare at people. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, you're working out by force. So, um, yeah, that part also giving yourself time, give yourself time. Don't be in a rush to move on to the next thing or don't be in a rush because you feel like your age, you know, mm-hmm. don't be in a rush. Give yourself that Never. time to really just love on you and, you know, get your mind right and offload all of your previous stress, trauma and everything else. Give yourself that time. Yeah. So those are definitely things that people should keep and in, put into consideration when it comes to their mental health before a relationship. And I hope that everybody is healthy or turns out to be at least a little bit healthy for one another. Mm-hmm. Um, because one thing that somebody had spoken about in the room was um, our childhood does like things that we learn in our childhood definitely does affect us as we Uh grow older and she spoke about four different types of attachments and in households and only one of them was a good one yeah like only one was good and healthy so it, it does tell you that everybody has a little bit of toxicity in them it's just that self-awareness to be able to pick it and throw it in the trash at the end of the day so hopefully everybody just you know considers themselves and considers others mm-hmm. as well the people that they're putting in that relationship as well nobody's your therapist nope. other than your actual therapist like don't put anybody in a situation where they need to fix you or you know that's a lot it's a lot of work but if somebody's willing go ahead and do it if somebody's willing to fix go ahead and do it um one person had said this, um what if somebody is physically abusive in the relationship and that's their love language ah (laughs) he was like he was like some because she has grown up in that environment and she feels like that's the way that you would show love like that's how you know people unless unless you're joking me you don't love me okay girl Yes, I even saw a post online. A girl said, "I want a guy to physically abuse me before we have sex, but I find it attractive." Oh, oh, oh. okay. <laughs> we said, "Oh." <laughs> There's actually people that are like this. There's people that actually feel like that stuff is okay, and I don't know. But at the end of the day, to each their own. Right. But definitely okay. get your mind right. Get your mind right before you put. Even if you find think that's love, the person you're with may not think it's love. So don't start physically abusing somebody. <laughs> you know, 
for any reason and it is and i personally do not feel it is love it's not love you're physically hurting someone but may god help us all at the end of the day i don't know if you guys have anything else to add or say but we've been at it. Oh, but thank you for having us. This was yeah. Thank you guys for coming. You know, I appreciate you guys, my girls. You know, you guys are the bomb. Thank you for making time and you Anything know coming for you. episode. Oh, thank you, mm-hmm. my boo. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you guys so much. And I hope you guys have a wonderful or had a wonderful time. While yes. Thank you. Yes, and thanks yeah. for for spilling out your personal deets because yeah. not everybody's always willing to. <laughs> life yeah. is life. Everyone probably Everyone is goes going through the same thing or yeah. worse. Yeah. yeah, that's for sure. Thank you, guys. I love you both. Okay, so that was the end of episode seven. And I had a great time with my girls, Adele and Ruby. Um... We went on and on and on for a while after that end bit of the episode. Um, We spoke about solo trips. That's another form of self-care. I just want to include everything because it is long and we were just pretty much gisting. Um, But we spoke about solo trips. I'm trying to go on a solo trip, y'all. I want to go on a solo trip. I want to just connect with myself, with God, with nature, just enjoy one. Adele went on a solo trip to Dubai. So she spoke of how like it was amazing. Um, You definitely need to pick a place that is safe for a Black female. I know a couple people that have gone on solo trips and I definitely want to ask them places that they went, how they felt, what did they do? Um, But I'm thinking about doing one, y'all. I'm going to do one. But anyways, thank you so much, guys, for listening. I appreciate you all. Um, Next week. What's next week's date? What's it? Um, next week, October the 8th, we will be holding the clubhouse room for episode 8. Hmm. October the 8th, episode 8. So we will be holding episode eight on depression, depression. Okay. So the reason why I'm about to go into this episode and, but anyways, I wanted to get get into this because a lot of men don't say when they're depressed, but suicide rates in men are a little bit higher than women. So I really wanted to discuss with a few people, males, females, especially the males, find out why they feel uncomfortable talking about their depression, when do they really get depressed, like what may trigger them and all. So it's going to be a really deep, deep conversation and a deep episode. And then the week after that, on October the 15th, we'll be dropping that episode. I'll be recording with two of my friends once again, and um, we'll be talking about it. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you all. Um, I hope that you are enjoying. Don't forget to follow on Instagram, follow on Twitter, 
follow on Clubhouse as well. And definitely join the conversations because they get real interesting. And I love hearing different people's opinions. I really do because it triggers my mind. I want to think like, okay, wait, hmm. Think about it from this perspective. So I really do appreciate everybody that joins, everybody that tunes in, um, and even all of my guests. I love all of you guys. So thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope to hear from you all or see you all in the clubhouse room next week. Thanks, y'all. Love, Mo. Love, Mo.